a random encounter at a broadcasting facility, a shared interest and love of all things Marvel, Excelsior, a misinterpreted program title, and behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick, podcaster and comic book enthusiast, and Eddie Wilson, upstate New York radio announcer, still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter! What are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome everyone to The Marvelist Presents Mischievous Musings, the Loki podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson for and, the finale. And before we talk about the final E, we want to tell you all at home, and this is not the final E as in E. Wilson, but the final... Dang, better not. <laughs> before we get into all that, technically finale, you know, for TV shows, it is the final E, the final episode. Ugh. Yes. I tried. That sucked, didn't it? Tried? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, before we get into the usual rigmarole of today's episode and talking about the final episode of Loki. For see- all time, always. Did I get that? Yeah, for all time, always. And it's season one. This is actually now confirmed to be the first show having more than one season. Before we get into all that, we want to tell you all at home how you can get a hold of us on them, our social medias. Take a breath. Go ahead. We'll take my Go on Facebook, too. Twitter, Instagram, and... <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to turn into the Micro Machines guy just now. Anyway, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at... The Marvelous. You can find us on there individually. You can find myself on Twitter and Instagram, at Peter Melnick. And also on TikTok, don't know why, at Peter Melnick, but better. It's a Nora Jones song. Thank you. Don't know why. <laughs> I don't know much. That's the Ron Statner and Neville, for crying out loud. Oh, I got a funny story to tell you about Aaron Neville later. But you can also find Eddie Wilson on social media. You can. Can you? I yes. I think you can. Instagram at Eddie9193 and Facebook page Eddie Wilson. But how can you find Eddie Wilson on Facebook? Just look. Open well, the eyes. Do they know what you look like? I don't think they know what you look like. Not with the sunglasses. So you can, so you can? Yeah, so I can, so I can. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, also you can find us on your hopes and dreams. Planet no, Earth. You can find us on... Tune in Radio, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and now another one where you just added it because everyone's been complaining and saying, why the hell aren't you on there, asshole? You? Yeah, well. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't get called those names. No, no, well, yeah. To my face, anyway. <laughs> you can find us on YouTube. Yes, we're finally on YouTube. Whoa. And we've got a bunch of uh, our episodes currently residing on there. So subscribe, hit the bell, and all the other annoying shit that YouTubers say. Oh. You can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Marvelists and help support the show. And also, by the way, you support the show on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe, five star if you're ever so inclined. Yada, yada, yada. Ice cream machines. Hooray, McDonald's. Anyway, you can- (laughs) Macarena. Hooray led to that for me, so there. Well, I don't blame you. That was the fashion at the time. Somebody should blame me. (laughs) But patreon.com slash- The Marvelists. And support the show. And for as little as $3 a month to as much as- (laughs) I, I didn't realize what you meant when you used that earlier, by the way. When Before you, we started recording? Off, you yeah, meant the, Mike, I didn't realize that's what you meant. The scared horses and yeah, young Frankenstein? I like that. Buka! <laughs> that's fine. Steady! Ready, steady, go. Yes. But, oh man, thank you, Eddie. Anyway, $3 a month gets you early access to episodes and our undying love and affection and gratitude and all that good stuff. And a Nelson song, almost like the same title. Eh, probably. Yeah, Nelson Schmelson. What do you mean probably? I'm telling you. I'm the DJ here. <laughs> Such a DJ. You have one ear, ear thing on 
And the other is just like, look at me. Getting the air, yes. Mm-hmm. Eddie Wilson and his bedroom eyes and very seductive headphone wearing. <laughs> Not. <laughs> anyway, $5 gets you also the Fantastic Voyage where we cover all 102 issues plus annuals plus crossovers plus all that good stuff. Press. Of press, yes, a Prius. Anyway, all of those of the Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, iconic, legendary, and fantastic. Run. Even. Run, run, run. All the other kids with their pumped-up kicks. <laughs> Gets you that discussion of that series. And by the way, our August episode, or no, sorry, our July episode is going to be with a guest host, Al Ewing, who's going to be soon the new writer of Venom, 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 Venom. Eminem, that really awful song from the Venom soundtrack. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, also you have the new show, You Haven't Read That. That's exactly right. Exactly, where Eddie reads things that he's never read before in this new bi-monthly show where he reads things for the first time ever. Ever. And doesn't read them like that line read of me just now where I'm going so very slowly. But the very first episode is going to be Eddie reading the legendary Frank Miller story, the Batman, The Dark Knight Returns. But wait a minute. What? Random jackass on the internet? He just said a DC book. Well, you know, if you've listened to this before, you know that we covered not just Marvel. Yeah! Oh, sorry, Eddie. <laughs> Eddie just, like, jumped back. And you wonder why I had only one headphone on my ears. <laughs> I apologize. Mm-hmm. Eddie's skeleton came out. It was, it was very spooky. Getting ready for Halloween, Eddie? Already. How many days now? Is not already, today? but already starting. That is, yes. How many days? Yes, yes that many. From now to Halloween. To Halloween. All those days to get ready. Well, you should know how many days is it, Eddie, as of this recording. July 14th. Let's call it 7, 8, 9, 10. Three months and two weeks and three days. How do you measure? Measure a year. Yardstick? Eh, good enough. You can also, like I said, for be able to do guest topic episodes or even guest host this program. Hooray and so forth. Mm-hmm. Also support the show at belowthecollar.com slash The Marvelists. And get the Dad Joke Immune t-shirt, because God willing, if you've made it this far, you are in fact Dad Joke Immune. Eddie? Yeah, yes. For all time, always. For The Marvelists, I'm Peter Melton. <laughs> no. Wow. The clock is ticking in the season finale, which finds Loki and Sylvie on a date with Destiny. There's another young Frankenstein. Destiny! Destiny! No escaping nets for me! Sorry. A nightmare. I like this one. Nice, uh, solid bow on the season. However, How about the very, very opening? Well, I, I want to give my thoughts on it real quick. Okay, fine. Because I'll be honest, like watching this episode at like 6 o'clock in the morning because I was scared shitless that I get people to spoil it for me. <sighs> I watched it early. Still with a little bit of sand in my eyes from Mr. Sandman. You know, I'm just like, all tuckered out. Metallica, somewhere. Mr. Sandman, all right. Or Mr. Sandman. Yes. Give me some sand or dreams, whatever. Cordes. I ruined the song just now. Most definitely. But that episode, yeah, I, I really enjoyed what I was seeing. And to be honest, it's very much, once again, like I keep saying, you get to a halfway point with these series and it turns you around. You're just like, yeah, now I'm on board. That was me with this uh, episode, much like it was with the previous show, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So you're saying you were on board halfway or when you got to this once, episode? Once we got to, well, on a halfway point of the show. But okay. I mean, just like Three. this one was where it was really ramped up. And we got some surprises in here. We got thrills. We got chills. We got... Spills? 
We need the quicker picker upper. Oh, I'm in the bed. I'm not going to do that. I'm watching in my bed. Oh, we need to more than that then. How dare you, sir? <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. Okay. Sir. Sir. Thank you. Anyway. What did you think overall? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. It needs a rewatch because there's a lot to take in, I think, enough between. I would say so. You know, the interactions of two characters in one particular scene where they're at, where they are, and then going to two other key, somewhat key and Wendor minor and characters. Low and and high. so and anywhere in between. But what's funny is you just say the interactions between two characters. This show, this episode, we're talking about the branching out in all the different timelines. Really? For, for sure. And it's kind of funny because yesterday, as of this recording on July 14th, July 13th yesterday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. we ended up getting a video released on the Free Guy YouTube channel. Or no, from Ryan Reynolds' YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Eddie, did you see this? I did. I did not expect Deadpool to make his MCU debut in a YouTube video, but here we are. Yes. And I, re- I really enjoyed, by the way, how you take a character like Taika Waititi's Korg and Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool interacting together and having Taika's character as well be a third wall or fourth wall breaking character, sure. acknowledging him being in the movie as well. Yeah, it was but, very cool. It was almost like you just took him out of Ragnarok and he was almost saying, come on in, sit down. Hey, man. Have, you know, log on to the Wi-Fi. I, I just love the fact, though, that we're getting these characters with the whole element of the timelines. And now, as a result, what does this mean? More. I don't know. <laughs> just more. And you Thor, know, Sounds like Thor, more, you know. We're certainly at a point where I'm going to equate the MCU to going to concerts. And Eddie, you and I were both talking about this off mic, and you were pretty much on, bo- on board with this. You were in agreement. Yeah, but it was mostly you, but explain. Thank you, thank you Eddie. Explain. So the MCU, for me... With the different phases, we got, you know, like, I'll use a mashup of them all. We got the big concert that we all want to go see, and we are guaranteed it is going to be a good time. Myself, I went to go see the Misfits and Glenn Danzig perform at Madison Square Garden in 2019. Knew it would be a good show, and it was. That big culmination event, such as that, can be like the Avengers from 2012. Mm Mm-hmm. I I got it. Sometimes you don't have to go back over what you think is a mistake. Sometimes you go to a concert and the show sucks, as in the performance is just not what you expected, but you were really hyped about it. Well, back in 2013, I was really excited for Thor The Dark World. Guess what movie sucked? Thor The Dark World. Malekith! But not just that. I went to go see Everclear this year, one of my all-time favorite bands, and... Mm. I have a weird feeling substances were involved with the performance because that show was the living shits. That performance, at least. Did you not feel good after the performance? Uh You know. But then you have concerts where you go to a show and the opener is just somebody you did not expect to enjoy. Or be familiar with. Exactly. And when I went to go see Everclear, the opener was Wheatus, who you might know of Teenage Dirtbag fame from 2000-2001. And I love that song. Ended up leaving loving the whole band's catalog as a result. Mm. And funny, mm, mm, mm. Guardians of the Galaxy. I had no idea, thought the movie would be a bomb. I'm a big Guardians of the Galaxy fan as I have a Star-Lord tattoo. I knew that. So, well, that, I'll show it to you, Eddie. It's on my arm. You have See? Will. Oh, look at it again, Eddie. Oh, Star-Lord. Hello, Star-Lord. Cannot, cannot unsee that. But... In regards to that, you just leave with these kind of... You can roll your sleeve down, will you, all the way? Yeah. But just that element of the equation of concerts, or just like a a show that you know is going to be good, but you're just like, yeah, whatever. I know it'll be a good show, fine. When I went to go see Everclear, Weedus, Living Color, there was Hoobastank. 
And surprisingly, Huba Stank, good old Stanky, was a good show. Cool. And it was guaranteed to be a good show. You look at, let's say, in the Marvel Universe, what would be a movie that you knew would be good, was good, but you're just like, whatever. And then you move on to the next thing. I don't know if I really broke it down like that myself, but this is probably giving you more time to think. Or you know right away. I'm trying to think for <laughs> what, myself. What yours is, yeah. I would say maybe Age of Ultron. Like some fans will be like, oh, that movie sucked, blah, blah, blah. I enjoyed Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. but it didn't blow me away overall at the end of the day. But I enjoyed it, and I went on to my next thing. I never thought with any of these movies that, oh, I'm expecting that this is going to happen, or because I'm not. Yes, I'm invested. I'm familiar with the characters, not as in-depth as some people, but more than just the casual, oh, who's this and who are they supposed to be? I did not go into any of these thinking, this should happen, this better happen. If it doesn't, I'm going to be ticked off. I'll walk out of the theater, anything like that. Um, You know, it would be nice if things were covered in different instances in movies. And I heard this recently on a podcast, I think covering the Scarlet Witch, that certain things weren't explored about her character, and maybe that's for later. But the transition from the comic book to the movie or the TV show, you know, is there, and it's and it's real. So yeah. you have to make uh, allocations or uh, allowances, rather, Allocith. for that. Ooh, ooh, okay. Uh, that's right. Yeah, well, it worked. Thank you. I tried. But it's funny because this was also something where we have our expectations, and the... We end up building something up for us, and we get the massive disappointment. It's like Jenga. No, I never played that. Go over to WandaVision. What was the biggest disappointment for a lot of fans? Mephisto's going to show up. Mephisto's going to show up every single week. Maybe that vision was truly dead. No, it's the the Mephisto thing. Or the biggest disappointment of Reed Richards didn't show up or Magneto didn't show up. Fans were giving themselves this prediction of something that they knew was never going to happen. Doctor Strange showing up in one division. Everyone was gung-ho. Oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Show ends. And so many people remarked, it was a letdown. You enjoyed all nine weeks up in, or you enjoyed eight weeks or seven weeks or whatever. Get to the final episode. Now all of a sudden you dislike it because your prediction didn't come true? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Loki did something. We got the character of Kang the Conqueror to show up. And for some of you out there, wait a minute, who's Kang the Conqueror in the show? Mm -hmm. The gentleman who died at the end of the episode and then was revealed to be a big old statue. That's Kang the Conqueror. And a lot of fans were predicting it's going to be Kang the Conqueror on this show. I was one of those people saying, oh, it's not going to be Kang. Everyone's getting their hopes up way too high. I'm an idiot. So (laughs) in regards to that, it's funny to see that he showed up and there were the hardcore fans going, oh, he's going to debut. I did not expect him to debut in one of the Disney Plus shows. And it's kind of funny. Somebody said on Reddit, on the uh, Marvel Studios subreddit, Seventh Ascendant goes, Loki technically introduced Thanos, our first big bad, and now again. With this character of Kang the Conqueror, do you think Kang the Conqueror warrants enough the ability, the strength of a character to be a main big bad for one to two or even three phases of films? One for sure. That's and, what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I would say so. You're adding a new character into the MCU. That's great. What better way, I think, to do it than with something that is time-oriented? Yeah. Well, I mean, so, we had Quantum Quantumania with Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's where I thought he would debut. Well, not. 
Evid- yeah, evidently. <laughs> you know who I would. You know who I'm in favor for for Quantum Realm and Quantum Mania is Scott Bakula. Our, no, the Micronauts. Well, that's not going to happen, Eddie, because IDW owns the rights. Because to them. it's all rights and licensing yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But that would make sense, I think. And it would make sense with money. Money and sense. C e n t s. Yeah. Close to the Canadian loony. Unlike your Peter Parker Spider Man Spider Sense type T-shirt. Thank you, Eddie. Good logo, but anyway. Thank you. Oh, oh, and maybe a future. Never mind. For you. <laughs> maybe, maybe. What, a tattoo? That's what that, you that said. Was, yeah, that was the thing I was talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting a pirate tattooed. I mean, what are you talking it about? A, it was a minor orange or or monster. Or is it Frankenstein's monster? Fire bad. Complete sentences. But in regards to Kang, he who remains, we're just going to call him Kang. Less syllables. But... I just I think it's really funny. Oh, we're going to use our un- unreal names now. Okay. Yeah. I just think it's really funny to be able to see this character finally make his debut, but in also in the sense of I just didn't expect that. I really did not. No, like, and and just like the two Lokis didn't know what to expect of this character in the long conversation that was had in the Citadel, being apprehensive of going in that is that are the two Lokis and then seeing him and come on in, have a drink, sit down, come into my office and so on, you know. <clears throat> but just not knowing, well, the conversation that he went into, he elaborated on things, and it seemed like you could relax, perhaps, but you didn't know what he was up to until he pulled, you know, a Quicksilver and yeah. zip darted around the room. Then you thought, well, there's more to him, so you really can't let your guard down. Um, I don't know that the Kang, I don't think the Kang that we know in the comic books was really like, he was just straight up bad yeah. in the comics, so, yeah. He's not bad, he's just drawn that way. Oh, he's bad. Really? You know Really? It. Bad. You See, know. We're, we're really going with 1980s references where you're referencing Michael Jackson. Woo-hoo. I'm referencing Jessica Rabbit. Okay. In fr- Who Framed the Roger Rabbit. Not yes. the Roger Rabbit. Yes, please, Eddie. Mm-hmm. Please, Eddie. But have you ever used that on a sound drop on the radio for yourself? No, but that's I, a good I'm one. I'm shocked you have not. There's, genuinely. There's a Millie Vanilli song that has uh, that has that in the beginning at the ending, a little Eddie reference. Is Eddie okay? I don't know. Have you used that one? Yes. Okay. Just, just not here, not here, and not yet. <laughs> yet. I like that keyword in there. Yeah, yeah. But in regards to Kang, I would say, again, just the introduction of this kind of character being thrown into the overall arching MCU, I think it was the right level of usage of the character and that element, that ominousness of you kill him off, and he's literally going... No, I'm still going to be... I'm going to be back. Just, you kill me, you should not be afraid of me. You should be afraid of the other guy, who's also me. <laughs> I love that. I think that element of... Him saying oh, there are other, other versions of him, and all of them are not as uh, nice. And, you know, I would say, again, a lot of people were talking about it. The line of, see you soon. Mm-hmm. How do you take the words, see you soon... And make it ominous. You find a way to do it. Yeah. And that line delivery, that execution, no pun intended, of that with Kang the Conqueror works oh so well it on does. oh so many levels. You know, after you're given the two options that he says to the Lokis of kill me or take over, we get we get this. Yeah. And, you know, somebody also on Reddit goes, it's also a great callback to episode four where the timekeeper robot said the exact same words after the decapitation. I did not catch that. No, so now I'm going to have to, you know. No, I did not. I may do a rewatch really soon. But also someone also responded back with, in quotes, it was at that moment she knew she fucked up. 
<laughs> because it's very much like somebody also says he who remains was played perfectly you could really feel he wasn't scared to die as he was done with life but he knew that what would happen was far worse or far worse far worse but did you believe when he who remains said you know what why am i doing this well i'm just tired i've been doing yeah. this for decades or whatever and i didn't know whether that was truth or dare i and, didn't know what it and was and then it turns out yeah it was truth yeah mm-hmm. but then also like that person also says and I'm not going to read their Reddit username because sometimes Reddit has really inappropriate usernames and also just names I don't want to say out loud even though they're really funny. Mm. That last sentence immediately made Sylvie realize he wasn't bluffing. Right, exactly. And that our Loki, the male Loki, really had some merit to what he was trying to say before they got into a sword fight. Yeah. So Loki was really being trying to be doing the right thing, but Sylvie was having none of that, was the other version that was just like hatred and anger and wanted to, you know, get her vengeance maybe. Yeah. And it's very much this this uh this as we say, season of Loki. And again, that's a very weird thing to say, but I really enjoy being able to say that cuz again, you know, like we said earlier, this is getting a second season per the uh, mid or per the uh, post-credit scene. Yeah, which is a different way to put that in there and just a small post credit scene of some paperwork with a with the stamp which was all in red lettering and circling you know i was surprised it wasn't done in the form of the uh, black screen white text well loki will return in loki season 2 yeah, they that, didn't do that it was they it kept and, it they kept it true to the form of how they ended all the episodes yeah. with paperwork photos paper clips and all that kind of the, the writings of notes and and all kind of stuff i liked how you know part of the he who remained speech was that people called him ruler conqueror jerk and that he was or referenced a 31st century variant who is a scientist so does this mean this 31st century version of Kang the Conqueror if we have all of these quote unquote multiverse versions of the character we've been introduced to them in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 but the OG Guardians of the Galaxy because they were in Guardians Volume 2 do you think we might see maybe like in a flashback sequence him encountering the original Guardians of the Galaxy with Martin X and maybe. Widehead Guy and, you know, Vance Astro and all them. Yeah. By the way, Henry, I re- it, wait a minute. Uh, um, oh, geez. I want to say like Henry 27. Stevie 22. Cat you know. <laughs> yeah, Dennings 22. Oh, no, but, not Cat. Cat did, did very well in uh, WandaVision, I think. But I just think it's really funny that they... There's that element of nothing... We have all these different variants, all these different versions of the characters. Nothing stays gone forever. That's, right, that's, that's the one thing. And also, it's it's Marvel's way of playing safe with one thing, and that's the fact of recasting in the future because I think this is going to be their bread and butter. This is their new cinematic universe. Much like how Star... Well, obviously, it's their cinematic universe because it's been this for mm-hmm. 10 years now, plus. Mm-hmm. But Star Wars... You look at Star Wars, and it's this overarching storyline over the past 43 or 44 years now, which is weird to say for me. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember being a kid seeing the Star Wars 20th anniversary special, the special editions. Oh, and it's like sure. the 20th anniversary and me being a kid going, 20, wow, that's a long time ago. Oh. Narrator, guess what, bitch? But <laughs> It is. Yeah, but that whole element of... 
that overarching kind of thing. Like they're playing it safe for the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a franchise because you can now, with this element of the multiverse aspect, maybe cherry pick characters and versions of characters and bring in, you know, like it's their easy way out of saying, well, so and so aged out of this role, but let's take so and so pluck them in from this timeline and put them in here now in the main Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline. Mm-hmm. Put them in there that way. It's an easy way out. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. And just before we go off of the uh, he who remains person, just some other stuff that I took note of that he said um, about all these things that he did uh, and saying that the timekeepers save us or not and that, uh, you know, Eliath, the creature I guess he created, to, to end the multiversal war. There's a multiverse, you know, drop reference or whatever. And Which, all the, by the way, just a bunch of Kangs fighting each other. Yeah, well. God, imagine that. <laughs> we may not have to. And all the things we, that were hence this, hence, and finally, hence, you're welcome. And that the TVA works. Or you're a liar. And we're all villains here. The timeline element is also a perfect way of retconning maybe decisions that they made, and they're just like, well, shit, a lot of people were really, really loving this character, and we killed them and didn't realize, oh, yeah, they really like that character. This is why I have the weirdest feeling we are going to see a return of Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan, in the very near future, because a lot of people loved and gravitated towards that character. Pluck him out of another timeline, throw him in there. Well, that would be the only, I think, the only reason that you would pretty much bring him back if you did it that way. Uh, what we saw the character, of course, in Black Panther, then, yeah, that could be the way around it. I'm also realizing, and you're saying that too, this might be their way of, they said they never would do it, and I don't see this as a negative. Because well, some people are going to say that's, this is going to be a negative, what I'm about to say, but Kevin Feige and all of them said, we will never recast T'Challa. We will never recast... Yeah, so... But I'm that just, version of the character. Right, but I'm also thinking of, and I wasn't sure if it was a trailer for What If. and He does show up in that. He recorded but, that before he passed. No, no, I thought it was Killmonger. Yeah, that's him with that uh, was, Tony Stank. Okay, right, exactly. So, But what I was saying in regards to uh, T'Challa, Kevin Feige said we are never going to recast T'Challa. Mm-hmm. So what I think he meant was this is not going to be one of those instances such as in the, main, in the uh, first few movies where we had, we ended up receiving Don Cheadle. Yeah. So I have a feeling we are going to see T'Challa, Black Panther again, but a T'Challa, Black Panther from another multiversal timeline. Okay, okay. Which there are going to be people that will complain. I think this is is the perfect time now to bring Black Panther back into the MCU Mm -hmm. through that method. Yeah, no, exactly. This is in, it's not disrespecting the memory of Chadwick Boseman. It's instead utilizing that wide element of what the Marvel Universe can be. Yeah, That's kind of cool. I w- like that. Probably wouldn't be an option if the events that did happen in real life here didn't didn't occur. So, I, if, Now it's got me thinking just that whole element of, you know, quote-unquote recasting, bring in an older T'Challa, the original person who was supposed to play him at one point in the early 1990s, mm. Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Give him another Marvel character because just, you know, don't CGI uh, eyelids onto him. You ever hear that story? I, no. Oh, I the so. story of how Blade Three came to be is one of the craziest, funniest things you will ever hear. Such as him being so mad recording a scene or filming a scene, he closed his eyes the entire time and they had to CGI eye, or eyes oh, onto him. Okay. And it's very noticeable. 
Now I'm going to try and find the picture for you in the meantime. In the meantime. Well, I think with the, the two Lokis who are about to get into the fight at the end. They sure do kiss, though. Well, that's where I'm getting Self-love. there. Self-love. The first thing is, you know, Loki saying to Sylvie, you can't trust, and I can't be trusted. So it's like, wait a minute, let's think about that a second. Yeah, I guess so. And yes, they do, in the sword fight, kiss. And, uh, okay, it's like part of me was going, oh, finally, or I don't know if I did want to see that after all. What, the self-love? The kiss, yeah, yeah. But if that's an expression of self-love, then then fine. But right before that, you know, during the He Who Remains Kang speech and so on, the, the camera, the slow zoom in to, to his face or just his, you know, top half kind of thing as he's sitting at the desk or and the zoom out again. And it takes a significant amount of time, and they do that a couple of times. And I'm like, well, this has got to mean, you know, they want you to stay focused on what he's saying and how he's saying it. So that's part of why I think I need another watch and just to uh, you know take in more at least on that part I would say so and I mean in all honesty I think one thing with the character of Loki in this series it's the redemption of an alternate timeline Loki where he is a bad guy yeah and yep. it's mm-hmm. make now he's seen this he's seen what can happen to him what did happen to him with, you know, uh, Purple Nurple over there. And we have, we managed to see a redemption of a character twice in the same timeline, in the same all this, that, the other thing. I like that. I think that, again, that as well is really smart and really cool to see. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I'm kind of there with that. Um, Before we totally miss out on it and get to the end of this, the open that I had mentioned was the Voices montage. Guided by even. Which was very, very cool. Good band. Of hearing that all those Marvel characters, all those different movies, and then, you know, the history of these movies, and then actual history. I thought the other actual things. history ones were so corny. I'm just like oh. hearing that. I'm just like, uh, oh. oh, we're going to throw a Nelson Mandela line in here. Oh, cool. I, it, it, that was cringy to me, but I get where they're, like yeah. the actual character lines, I love that. Yeah, you know what I mean. But then you're like, oh, they're on the same level as Nelson Mandela and JFK. I'm like, sure they are. Sure it's you know what? It's the, it's what was happening all the course of those Marvel movies, and then in the course of regular Ask not history. what you can do for your country. Which I might, am Groot. Right. Well, if they did that, but again, <laughs> I would have. But you know, but the, Ken, the Kennedy line's been used really a lot. Oh yeah. You know? If they put MLK, MLK in there, also yeah, you've heard that a lot too. But you know, and it still has relevance. I'm not downplaying any of that stuff. No, no. But it's but, just a matter of recognizability. And and but, how about yeah, go ahead. But like I like I said, just that level of equating the Marvel lines as the same tier as that. I'm just like, come on. Yeah, well, come right. On. Right. That would be like it's it's overused. It Higher, doesn't... further, faster, baby. We have nothing to fear. <laughs> come on. <laughs> well, no, not necessarily with that. But a, but a, a bigger uh, or maybe the final big part that was in this episode of uh, Miss Minutes. Yeah. And giving, you know, offering, you know, and he would like this to happen, but you can be offered this if you, whatever, and, and of course, uh, downloading. And Find out how the price is right. Oh, it's Rod Roddy. <laughs> <laughs> Rod Roddy and Bob Barker, they both had alliterative names. I like that. I didn't even realize that. I'm an idiot. I, that's twice in one episode? Well, this is a it's keeper. self Shut up. <laughs> Hey, you know, but who are you? I don't know. You're an analyst, right? What's your name? At the end, with with Mobius saying that to Loki. Now, 
where's that coming from? I'm not sure. Is Loki not who he appears to be to Mobius? I, I don't know. There yeah. with, with Hunter 15? Where do we go with that one? I don't know. Um, I had to go back and say, you're an analyst, right? So he's, I think, referring to some other type of, type of character, perhaps. It's possible. And I mean, in all honesty, when that scene was going on, just that whole... Did Loki end up in the wrong timeline? When he was sent back by, yeah. uh, by Sylvie? It's like one of those things. It's I'm seeing that scene. I'm just like, yeah, what the hell is going on? Like, they, Why do they not know each other? And no, maybe not by the same token, um, you go back to the one time you did see where somebody landed, and that was, I think, uh, Hunter D-15 in uh, Fremont, Ohio in 2018. Yeah. So there was another time stamp reference or at least location. I'm just so bummed out, though, with Mobius that we did not get to see him on a jet ski. <laughs> just heartbreaking. Those are far and few between, or few and far between. You know what I mean. No, Eddie, I don't know what you mean. What do you mean? Elaborate. You and Tom Petty, you don't know what I mean. Oh, you don't know how it feels. Whoops. To be me? To be me, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the extendable, uh, the syllable. Thank you. That's how the song goes. And in regards to just this season got me to be a big fan of the character of Sylvie. And I would mm-hmm. say they did a good job, like, Sylvie, to me, within the first few episodes, was kind of rather unremarkable. Just, you know, it, she did not connect with me. But then, you know, you see in the in the final moments, her acts and how she is, that definitely helped out for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that. And you're going to see more more merch, I think, on, uh, on Sylvie out there. This is really going to validate the female Loki character and, um, you know, cosplay, to say the least. Not a bad thing. And, you know, somebody goes on Reddit prediction, the real void will be the one left in my life after this episode. <laughs> that's, that's one of the things with this this uh, series that kind of got me because, once again, when does Marvel's What If start? August 11th, if I remember correctly. Are you excited for What If? Um, so-so. Is it because I'm of the... I'm a little apprehensive, ele- I think. Well, is, it's, you know, it's an animated sort of kind of thing. And but I why de- do you feel because, that way about animation? I'm going there. Because... Much like 90s X-Men the Animated Series, I was moving and drifting away from that stuff. But animation can be adult. Correct. That's why, you know, you but look I'm at not, Simpsons. But it's not like I would... No, Simpsons, yeah, look at that. Look at... Um, you BoJack know, Horseman. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob look at, SquarePants is a kid's show, Eddie. Look at um, Archer. Yeah. You uh, know, you're an Archer guy? Uh, no, I'm not. Hmm. I'm, t- I'm telling you, this, these are other things that are out there and that I'm not... Invest, you, invested you, you'd in. You'd like Archer. Archer's pretty funny. I suppose. You would. It's a good show. I've seen a lot of trailer teasers. Yeah, it's funny. Like good stuff. You want, or at least Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Space Ghost. When it was originally on no, the No, no, not the know. Alex Toth one. Just Space Ghost <laughs> Coast to Coast where he's sitting and conducting interviews that are really weird. The only Coast to Coast I recall is the end of the 1984 Eddie and the movie. Wow, Eddie's not acknowledging Coast to Coast with Art Bell. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm not out on in on all to the left of the Rockies, huh? To the, yes. Yeah. The left coast. The best coast. How are things on the west coast? I hear they're doing real fine. You wear your shoes like a glove. So Paul Rudd is somehow going to outsmart Kang the Conqueror. Put that into perspective. Someone said that on Reddit, and that got me thinking: What kind of magic tricks will Paul Rudd use? Magic tricks. Well, he's going to learn some, I suppose. Well, he already has. The cards, 
Yes. Somebody okay. goes, it's poss- It's just possible he could outdumb him. <laughs> that really bothers me because, yeah, Scott Lang is about as dumb as a bag of ass. And, like, that's the thing about Paul Rudd's character in the Ant-Man movies. He's not the brightest bulb. He's not the brightest sandwich in the picnic basket. Captain America, it's an honor. I'm shaking your hand too long. This is all, This is weird. This is awesome. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Did I just ruin the moment? Yeah, okay. This is great. You're healing. You're, oh, sorry. Somebody go, There was apparently a Ms. Minutes jump scare in the episode, and I had no idea that that... I didn't realize that happened. Like, she, like... In this episode? Yeah, like, I she does think, a creepy facial expression. Yeah, I, I guess I think so, right? Did not even notice that. But, yeah. It, it's either going to be when she first shows up, and she is the uh, largest, I think, size-wise, that we've seen her, I think, in any other episode or whatever. Um, One of the things about Ms. Minutes that kind of bothers me in a way is they utilized an animation style for her that I feel like it's going to look dated in a number of years, like even within a year or two. They use like the CGI modeling to make it look like a 2D cartoon. Mm -hmm. Why didn't they just use 2D animation for that and actually hand draw the character or even do, you know, digital coloring or, you know, art? It looks really funny. Looks like really odd and out there. Like that's what I've been thinking for the past couple of weeks. She looks like she came out of a two thousands video game, and I'm just like, this another uh, another point in time. I get. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, it could be something like that. It could be they were going for just what you're talking about, but then it was like, all right, we're running they're, out of time. We're the budget, whatever. Oh, this is the it. budget for Let's Disney. Go. I don't know. <laughs> we gotta oh, get man, this. You know, gotta get this into can before you know. Disney ran out of money. They're just like, oh. Guess we're gonna have to close down the theme parks. No more Mickey Mouse ice cream bars. Huh? Tell. <laughs> Gorge. Anyway. Now that's goofy. Yeah. Come on. Well, rather is, isn't yes. it? Well, you did two idiots and now a goofy, so you're you're in there, <laughs> sir. True that. I would say overall, though, with this series, was I blown away by it? Not really, but I did have a good time at least in the final hours of it, the final two or three. And what we've got next, I believe, is going to be, you know, what if, and then followed by, if I'm correct, Hawkeye. Okay. Cause, I'm, I'm and then sure the about... year ends with, uh, what's her name? Ms. Marvel. Okay. So, I don't know. Um, and spoilers, if you have not seen it yet, you know, maybe turn the show off now, but if you have not listened to our uh, Black Widow episode... That, you know, Black Widow hinted at what is the future of the MCU in the Disney Plus format post credit scene where we're seeing uh, Yelena go on based on, uh, what's her name, uh, Valentina? Valentina. Telling her, you might want to go after this guy, and he's a hawk guy. Who killed your sister. So, and did he, Eddie, did he? No, he did exactly. not. You make She's a, a lying purple-haired, blue. purple streak, blue, purple streak in her hair. Valentina, I'm surprised that she didn't Line. say, don't don't call me that, or whatever. But I think it's very funny, though, that we, we have a Disney Plus show hint at the future of the MCU, and we have a Disney movie, or a Marvel movie, hint at the future of the Disney Plus shows. So... I'm excited to see where this could lead us down the line, down the future timelines, because that splitting off of all of the different multiverses, don't tell me that is not hinting towards Spider-Verse. 
Sorry, that hey. is 110% leading to what that can be. Mm-hmm. Multiverse of Madness, we're going to see... I feel like that's going to be the love letter to the history of Marvel on film with other versions of characters. And if I was being a betting man, I would love to see somebody show up in the upcoming, that movie, an alternate universe Captain America. I want to see Reb Brown show up in Multiverse of Madness as Captain America because sometimes these convention circuit appearances Mm -hmm. hint towards what the future things could be. Like, you know... Why why are they now on the uh, circuit doing these? There's got to be, like, there's always, like, a, a quote-unquote ulterior motive. And it's not just, you know, they want to make money at these things. I have a feeling Reb Brown at least makes a mini cameo in this. You know what? That would be re- really nice to, to see. And See a Captain uh, America motorcycle helmet? Yeah. Why not? That weird translucent shield. Why does he have a, look, it's a Frisbee, a see-through Frisbee. It's a product of the times, I think. So they didn't have paint, red and white paint and blue? Maybe it just didn't look as good. It just ran. Stop I, that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Have we seen, and just so not to continue this on too, too much longer, but have we seen anything like that scenario you're painting where uh, um, a character, an actor, is at a con, and then before you know it, oh, he's got a part in something, or she's got a part? Yeah, for the most part, they do tend to do that. It's like, it is that general teasing, like, hey, you know... I'm going to be doing this project. Like, they'll tell the promoters and everything, like, hey, I'm going to be doing this thing. Mm-hmm. You get me now for this price before yeah, my appearance okay. blows up. Yeah, I get that. Okay. And it, it's, like, what's his name? Right now, Bruce Campbell of uh, Evil Dead fame, he's doing his uh, Keep Your Social Distancing tour. He was just in Middletown, New York, which I'm kicking myself that I missed that. Mm-hmm. But he was doing a meet-and-greet session. And it's pretty much 99% confirmed but it's like one of those, like, oh, we can't say anything, you know, NDAs and all that stuff. He's in Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. It's a Sam Raimi movie. Sam Raimi usually, with the exception of maybe one or two movies, puts Brucey Bruce in them. All right. We'll see how that goes. So that's him, you know, him paying his friend back for all those years of, you know, hard work. So. All righty. Who knows? But overall. Here's your yeah. bow. Come on. Put it on. Low-key. Good show. Going to give it another try, though. You know, rewatch, pay a little bit more attention in certain episodes because I suck. But in regards to what this could mean for the overall Marvel mythos, yeah, it's 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 a preview for what's to come, but it's a three-act structure, essentially. This is how they're, This is how it's going now. You have the inciting incident, which is going to be a part of this phase for now, then the next phase, then the phase after that is the grand finale. Because think about it. Phase one, setting things up. Phase two, you establish the big bad and the ramifications of the big bad. uh, Stage three, phase three, they get their Muppets. The comeuppance? Exactly. Okay. Copyright Josh Rosengren. Turns out he uh, got, like, set into, like, a random timeline, too. He did? That's why he was on for the last couple of episodes. That's what happened? Yeah. Holy cow. Slipping on a time zone. He's in a void? He met the Noid. That'll do it. Yeah. Wow. He ruined his pizza. And, man, he still did not say wow in the season. I'm so disappointed. For the Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Excelsior. And avoid the Noid.